0: John chapter ten. We have been talking about this whole this whole year twenty nineteen. The Lord gave me a word uh, coming into twenty nineteen that that twenty nineteen would be a year that the supernatural becomes our new natural. And we've talked. I went back and looked at uh, all the sermons that I that I've preached this year, and just looking at some of the themes that we've looked at, and we've talked about how the supernatural. We've talked about what is the supernatural, and we've defined it basically as simp- simply. We've just defined the supernatural as. Anything that involves God, when you involve God in your life in any area, it becomes supernatural. And because God is, because God is a spirit, and and we are a spirit, and any time we involve Him in what we're doing, it goes over the natural realm, and it brings a it brings a factor into it that uh, that the natural there's there's nothing in the natural that can compare to that. So anytime you get God involved in your life, it becomes supernatural. And so, so we've looked at that. We've looked at how faith, uh, how we have to have faith for the supernatural. And, you know, if you don't believe in the supernatural, then you won't experience it. It's just that simple. You know, you have to have faith. You have to believe that God wants to be involved in your life. The Bible says that if we're, if we're going to receive anything from God, what does it say? It says that you have to believe that God is and that God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. So not only do you have to believe that God can do it, you have to believe that God will do it for you right now. Amen. Amen. If, you don't, if, you, if you don't believe that God will do it for you right now, if you think that it's you know put off to the future, if if that that you know that God's not going to do something um, now that you know that it's gonna be all in eternity or whatever, you live, I mean, you'll live a pretty subpar life. You'll live a natural life and won't have God involved in it and one thing that I found is this this is interesting I mean this sounds like a very simple statement but it but it is is so true so much truth in it if you can live your life without God you will let me say that again if you if you can figure out a way to live your life without God you will because this natural likes to be in charge this natural our personality our body our Everything about us, we like to be in charge. And if we can figure out how not to have other people involved in our lives, we'll do it. And because, because the reality, here's the reality of, of a supernatural life it takes work. You know, you have to, you know, how many of you have ever heard that, that to have a good marriage is work? Good marriages don't just happen, right? You have to work at your marriage, you have to work on your relationship. Well, it's no different with God. If you're going to have a supernatural relationship, if you're going to have a supernatural life, then it will take work on your part. Well, what's that work? That work, the biggest part of that work is believing. Somebody asked one of the disciples, or somebody asked Jesus one time, I think it was one of the scribes, asked Jesus one time, you know, says, says, you know, what show us how to do miracles. And what did he say? He said, this he said, this is how you do miracles. You believe. You know, it's just simply belief. Our faith, our belief will access, will open the door to the supernatural for us. So we've looked at faith. We've looked at the power of our words and, and how that our words matter. Uh, we're going to look a little bit about that today because, um, because we're, actually, we're actually talking about, uh, today we're going to be, start talking about learning how to hear from God And, but, you know, but our words play a big part of that. You realize most people, if you talk, when you start talking to them about hearing from God, the majority of people, not not in this church, because I've taught y'all better than that, and you've been taught better than that by a lot of other people too, but most people, when you start talking about hearing from God, the average person will say this, well, I can't hear from God. God don't talk to me. Well, then what what did you just do? You just set the limit... And you're, you're confessing. You're saying that you can't hear God. So uh, immediately, there's blockers go over your ears, and 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 it makes it more difficult for you to hear God. If you confess, you can't hear Him. Amen. Well, I'll get there. We'll we'll talk about that. But we so we've talked about our words. We've talked about um, the benefits of 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 living a supernatural life. The last four or five weeks. We've been, we've been talking about the benefits. One of the benefits to living in the presence of God or living in the supernatural is, is one of the biggest benefits we've talked about the last couple of weeks is fullness of joy. Yes. There's fullness of joy in his presence. There's wisdom in his presence. There's there's rejoicing. I mean there's there's all kinds of great benefits to to uh, to living in the supernatural. And so we're, we're looking at practical things that we can do, practical areas in our lives that we, can, uh, that we can do every single day to learn how to walk in the supernatural, to learn how to, how to flow more in the supernatural. And one of those areas is learning, uh, learning how to hear from God. Now, let me just say this. The first, to me, the most important thing, and, and I'm going to helm this home today, and if you don't hear nothing else, you'll, you'll hear this a bunch of times today. And I, this is one of the things I want you to take away today is this. Every single person that's that's alive on the face of the earth can and has the the uh the capability to hear God. There's not one person who cannot hear the voice of God. You know, so so the first thing we have to do is get rid of that mindset. I'm not I could ask for a show of hands or but I'm not going to do that because because we've all probably been taught. I, I've, I've talked about two or three people this week, and it was interesting. I went to uh, uh, went to a conference last week, saw Bill Johnson up in Charlotte, and then Friday night we uh, I got the opportunity to go to hear um, Sean Bowles, and who was a prophetic guy, and uh, and you know in both both of them in both of those conferences, um, one of the things that that I heard a lot and that they talked about was the fact of how many people just simply do not believe that they can hear from God. And you see it all over the internet, you see it all over, you know, if, if you if you put uh, uh, if you put a, a post out there about, you know, hearing God's voice, man, people will start calling you a, a heretic. People will attack you saying, you can't hear God. God doesn't speak today. You know, God hadn't spoke since, you know, He gave us His Word and, and His word's all we need. And God doesn't speak to people anymore. Yes, he does. And I just want to look at him and say, well, have you read His Word? Because His Word tells us something totally different. So one of the first things that we have to get out of is we have to stop saying... It's hard for me to hear from God, or I never hear God. We, you have you. I mean, I don't want you as your pastor this morning. I want to tell you: don't ever say those words again. Don't ever say I have a hard time hearing from God. It should be air confession. Every listen, every time I pick my Bible up, just about every time. I won't say every time, but just about every time I pick my Bible up, and and especially if I'm just reading it for, you know, just for for myself. I'll pick my Bible up, and one of the first things i say, even before I open it, I'll say, thank you, Lord, for speaking to me today through your Word. You see, because here's the thing. The majority of the time when God speaks to you, it won't be a verbal, like a voice, like you're hearing my voice. As a matter of fact, very few times will it be, and very seldom, some people can go their whole life, most people can go their whole life without hearing the audible voice of God. Now, Brother Hagin always taught us, Brother Hagin always taught us this. He said, that, he said, you know, that, uh, that if you ever hear the audible voice of God, it's usually a, a, a sign of two things. Number one, there's great danger in your life, and he's having to get your attention like right now. Or number two, there's danger or there's there's a hard a hard time coming up in your life where you have to have something solid to hold on to, and he's warning you about that. Now there's other times that, you know, so, so if, if, that is, if that's true, then I don't know about you, but I don't necessarily long to hear the audible voice of God. <laughs> you, know, I mean, you understand what I'm saying? If, if it's going to warn me of something bad happening or, or, something, or a rough time in my life. But here, and what I'm saying in that, here's what I'm saying in that. The majority of the time, the way God speaks to us is going to be through impressions. It's going to be through that still, small voice in our spirit. It's gonna be through is gonna be through other people. Just saying a word. And and see, the, the the problem, the reason that most people, the reason most people say they have a hard time hearing from God is because they haven't learned how to recognize when it's God speaking to them. Because because the reality is God is speaking to us all the time. And and He He speaks to us in so many ways. And and the majority of the time we don't even recognize and realize that it's God speaking. And once you start recognizing and once you start being aware of how God speaks to you, then all of a sudden you're going to you're going to come to the realization, I did I never realized God said so much. Amen. Because he is talking to you all the time. He's, he's speaking through His Word. He's speaking through other people. He's, he's, he's giving you impressions. He's got that still, small voice that's speaking to us. I mean, there's so many different ways, and we're, we're going to explore some of the different ways in the coming weeks, some of the ways that God speaks to us, so that, so that when it happens, you will recognize it. But today, the biggest thing I want us to take away from today is I want to lay a foundation to where, to where you will never doubt the fact that God speaks today and he and he speaks to you today. I've had a lot of people tell me, well, well, I know God speaks, but but he doesn't speak to me, you know. And then other people say, well, you know, God doesn't even speak today. You know, we have His word on it, and so so let's just open up His word and see what His word says about it. And then once we have His word as the foundation, we know we can go ro- We can't go wrong because the one thing you understand is this: God's God's voice will never contradict His word. Regardless of how God speaks to you, it will never contradict His Word. If you, ever hear, if you ever hear somebody say, God said this, and it goes against what His Word says, I can, gar- I can guarantee you 100% they're wrong. Because His voice will never contradict His Word. Just because, just because society has changed, and because society accepts things as, as, as being right today doesn't mean that it's right just because the majority of society accepts it. If His Word says it's wrong, it's still wrong. Amen. John chapter 10. <clears throat> I can tell you all are excited. That's alright. And we should be because, man, this is exciting stuff. John chapter 10. Let's, let's see what Jesus said about hearing the voice of God and hearing him speak to us John, or Jesus said this in John chapter 10 and this is the words of Jesus he said verily verily now just let me say that anytime you see that, those words verily verily um, it just basically means that, that he's adding emphasis to it a little bit more than even normal and he's saying please pay attention to this this is really important so he says verily verily you know it's very important that you get this he said verily verily I say unto you he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that cometh in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Now, you have to understand, Jesus spoke a lot in parables, and he told a lot of stories. And the reason he did that was because, I guarantee you, when he, when he was talking to this group here in John chapter 10, it was probably somewhere where a bunch of sheep were. And it was probably, you know, probably he was probably pointing to them as he was talking, using it as an example. So when he talked, he talked in, um, he talked in, in ways that the people that he was talking to could understand him. So it would be like if, if uh, you know, if you went to a, um, you know, if you went out to a, to a farm somewhere and, and, you know, much of the, a lot of what he talked about was seed and farming and, you know, Wheat, and tares, and, and all that, you know. And and when you go to the, when you go to Israel, if you ever go to Israel, you'll see those places that he talked about. Those things they were farms, they were farmland. And and he so he spoke to where people could understand him. So he was probably pointing at sheep and a sheep pen and, and different things as he was um, giving this example here. And he says, verse three, he goes on to say this. He says to him the the shepherd. He said to him the porter openeth. And the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth... Now, now listen to what he said there. He said, The sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. One of the most amazing things that we saw when we were in Israel was we, we had the opportunity at one of the places we were at. They had a, a bunch of sheep in this. It was a sheep pen, I guess. I don't know what, what else they would call it. But it was a sheep pen there, and there was, I mean, there was hundreds of sheep in there. And our guy told us, he said, he said, now, he said now watch this, check this out. Because I guess he saw the, sh- the shepherd going over there. And there was a shepherd walk over to the entrance of it. And, and he just started calling out, you know, started saying some things. And, and just randomly, probably about 25 or 30 of those sheep, you know, they're just grazing and they got their heads down. But when that shepherd started talking, those sheep's head popped up. And the more he talked, they started, they started walking over toward that, that shepherd. And they opened the gate, and only, and only those sheep that, that, that recognized his voice walked out of that pen. It was amazing. And, and that's what Jesus was talking about here. He said, he said the shepherd comes up to the... Because what would happen, that they would bring all their sheep... And they would put them all in one place, and people would watch, somebody would watch over them, and then when the shepherd was ready to leave, he would come and get them, and and you know, they would the the sheep would only respond to the shepherd's voice. And that's what he was saying here. He said to, to him the shepherd, he said, the, the porter openeth the gate, and the sheep hear his voice. So the, the shepherd, the, the sheep get used to one shepherd's voice. And he goes on to say, and he calleth him, he calleth his, his own sheep by name, and, they, uh, and leads them out. And when he puts forth his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Now, one of the things that the Bible talks about is that it calls us Christian sheep. And, and, he, and as we read a little bit more of this, you're going to find out that what he is saying is this. That you and I should know the voice of our shepherd. Amen. Amen. Let me say that again. We should know the voice of our shepherd. Amen. And listen as he goes on, listen to what he says. He goes on in verse five. He says this and a stranger will they not follow, but they will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. Now isn't that something that he said, "The sheep know the shepherd's voice, but they will flee from the voice of a stranger." Now, um, I heard Bill Johnson say this that the other day in, in the conference we were at. He said this. He said, you know the, he said, the, the biggest challenge of our faith is not to hear the voice of God, but the biggest challenge of our faith is hearing all the other voices and not responding to them. Because how many of you know there's voices everywhere? If you could see if you could see in the in the atmosphere in this room, there's radio sig- there's radio signals, there's uh, I mean there's all kinds of signals and voices flying around around us. We just don't have the right equipment to fine-tune to hear that. Now you could take a you could take a scanner or a radio or or something like that and turn it on. And you could turn that dial, and you could pick up 35 different stations, or probably more than that. And they're all in this room, but but we can't distinguish them right now. And really, to be honest with you, that's the way our spiritual lives need to be. We don't need to be so fine-tuned to the world that we understand all the voices of the world. We need to be fine-tuned to only the voice of God. But way too many other people have way too much other things, uh, voices speaking to them, and they're listening to those other voices and being drawn away by those other voices. Now let's go on, and I'll I'll show you this as Jesus talks about this here. So he says, so out of the first couple verses, make sure you get the point. Jesus said that the sheep know the shepherd's voice, and they don't know a stranger's voice. They, They should flee from a stranger's voice because they don't know it. They don't know that voice. So then in verse 6, it says, This parable spoke Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they, they were which He spake unto them. So then Jesus said unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep, and all that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. So Jesus tells them, He, he, said, he, said, so he said, let me explain the parable to you. He said, I'm the, he said, I'm the door to the sheep. And anybody else that's ever come before me, He said, they've just been thieves and robbers. They've, they've tried to sneak in and steal the sheep. He goes on in verse number 9. <coughs> excuse me. Verse number 9, He goes on to say this. He says, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved, and he shall go in and out, he shall go in and out, and find pastor. So, you know, you think immediately, I think immediately when he says he finds pastor, uh, what, what scripture comes to your mind? Psalm 23, right? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leadeth me beside the still waters, and, or he, he leads me beside, well, let's just turn over there, make sure I get that right, I'm misquoting it. I don't want to misquote that. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Why why, don't, you know, why do you not want? Because the Lord is our shepherd, right? And verse 2 says, He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. So here he said, Jesus said anybody that goes through him will be saved and he says they'll go in and out and they will find those green pastures to lay in. Psalm 23, David said, he said, you know, he le- the, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not walk. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures, and he leadeth me beside the still waters. So a, a shepherd's job is to find the sheep the, the safe place to, to eat and the safe place to drink. And Jesus says, I am the door. And if you come by me, you'll find those places. So he's explaining that. Then in verse 10, I'll, I'll put all this together in just a second. Verse 10, he goes on to say this: "The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I'm come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly." Now we pick verse 10 out. Everybody knows John 10:10, but did you but you know, I don't know if you've ever really placed it in that parable or in him explaining the parable about the sheep? Because the first thing we know, and then of course when you go to the parable of the seed and the sower, the first thing that we find out is this, that, that Satan, the first thing he does is come to steal what? He comes to steal the Word. Well, watch the Word he's wanting you to get out of this? The Word he's wanting you to get is this, that the sheep know the voice of the shepherd. Satan will come and try to steal that and try to tell you that you can't hear God's voice. And if you can't hear God's voice then you won't even try. You won't even you won't even you know, you won't even acknowledge or recognize that God's trying to say something to you. And if you don't recognize that and acknowledge that, then you're going to end up listening to somebody else. You're going to end up listening to people that say, "Oh, well the supernatural is not for today. God doesn't heal today. It's not God's will to heal. It's not God's god it's not God's will to be prosperous. It's not God's will, you know, to deliver. You know, we just have to we're just holding on to Jesus comes. That's all we're doing. You see, if the, if, the, if, if the enemy can come and steal the Word and steal, steal the, the realization that God speaks to you, then He will lead you. You'll find yourself being led astray. You'll find yourself being led to places that are not green pastures and not still waters. Amen. So you have to make sure, we have to make sure here that we understand that when Jesus was talking about this, He was telling them that, that, listen, you know the first thing you have to realize, and you can't let the enemy take that from you, is that you can hear the voice of God. That God speaks in many different ways. It doesn't mean that, that you're going to hear Him audibly, that He's going to write a message in the sky, per se. But if you recognize and you know what God is doing then you will recognize His voice in so many areas that you never saw it before. Now skip down to verse 16. We, we could read all of it, but just for the sake of time, we'll just pick out a couple. He says this in verse 16. He says, And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and they shall be one fold and one shepherd. So here again, he says, He said, he said, every sheep that he has, whether, you know, I believe there he was probably talking about the Jews and the Gentiles. He said, he said, every sheep, every sheepfold I have, the sheep hear my voice. Now, skip on down to verse 27. Now, check this out. This is pretty awesome. Verse 27 of the same chapter, Jesus said this, My sheep hear my voice. Man, that's, I mean, that's three clear times he's told us in this chapter that what? We should hear the voice of God. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Now listen to what he said. He says, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them to me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Man, that's awesome. Jesus said, listen. He said, my sheep hear my voice. And He said, when they hear my voice, he said, he said, they'll listen to what I say and they'll understand that just like me and the Father are one, I'm one with them. They're one with me. Simply because we hear His voice. Man, that's awesome, isn't it? Now turn over to John chapter 16. Let me show you this. Are you ready to, ready to shout a little bit on this one? This is good. John 16 and verse 13 says this, and you could read a lot of that, but but verse 13 says this in John 16, 13. He says, how be it? Now, he's talking about the Holy Spirit here. We know chapter 14, 15, and 16 uh, are some of the the deepest uh, scriptures on the, on the Holy Spirit that Jesus shared with his disciples. And just, I love to spend time in these chapters. But here in, in verse 13, chapter 16, verse 13, he says, how be it when, when He, the Spirit of truth, talking about the Holy Spirit, is come, He will guide you into all truth, for He shall not speak of Himself, but whatsoever He shall hear, that shall He speak, and He will show you things to come. Amen. Now come on, He said, Jesus said this, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, okay, And then he said, and then later on in chapter 16, when he started talking about the Holy Spirit, he said, now here, let me tell you about the Holy Spirit. He said, when he comes, he's not going to speak of his own stuff. In other words, when he speaks to us, he's not just going to be saying, I'm the Holy Spirit, I believe this and I believe that, and I'm the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit this, Holy Spirit that. Jesus said, he's not going to speak of himself. What's he going to speak of? He's going to speak what he hears the Father saying. And then, not only that, but he said this: he will show us things to come. Yeah. now listen, Paul gave the testimony this morning of of how Wednesday night he was driving home and and he heard the Holy Spirit probably i mean he didn't hear an audible voice, but he just had an unction. he had a knowing, hit your brakes well, you know you have. listen when 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 you have that unction in that when God speaks to you. Like he his own testimony, he said he could have he could have thought, Well, why am I going to hit my brakes here? You know, and then and then he could have been in a wreck. But he you know, he's learned, just like all of us have to learn through the years and through through many times of the Holy Spirit talking to us, probably we all have we all probably have more stories about not obeying the voice than obeying it. You know, especially when we first get started. but, but Paul hit his brakes and, a, and a, something come around the corner and would, and would have ran into him if he hadn't have hit his brakes. See, that's the Lord showing you things to come. Now, that's a, that's a practical application of that. There's also some spiritual application to it as well. But listen, God is interested in, in helping you in your day-to-day life. And that's why, that's why understanding His voice is so important. If you're gonna if you're gonna walk in the supernatural and live a supernatural life, you have to be able to distinguish and recognize the voice when he, the voice of God when He speaks to you. Because I mean, it's if, if you if you don't recognize and you don't believe that God speaks to you, then you'll never live in the supernatural. Because all you're all you're gonna do is live in the natural. Let, let me show you that. I, I, I was reading this scripture. This don't necessarily have. Go right along with this, but but I, I found this scripture the other day, and I, I found it interesting. Romans chapter eight, Romans chapter eight, and this is uh, actually comparing life in the spirit versus life in the flesh. And uh, and I'll just read, just read this real quick. I mean, because it does go with this. Because one of the one of the ways you you learn to live in the spirit is is you obey the voice of God, and when you obey His voice, you stay out of the flesh a lot. Uh, Romans chapter eight. He says this, uh, he says, "...there is therefore now no condemnation in, in them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sent in His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh." that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Basically, basically in in a nutshell, he just said this. You know, the law was given to point us to our need for a Savior. The law was never given to save you. The law was given so that you would realize and understand that you can't be saved through the law. That you have to have a Savior. When Jesus came, he came and he he fulfilled the law. He 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 did everything, you know. He lived a sinless life, and he became that. He became that sacrifice, that once and for all sacrifice for all time for us. So what the law couldn't do, Jesus did. Amen. That's that in a nutshell. That's, and he made us righteous, you know, and not and and uh, you know because of what he did, he made us righteous. Amen. So then he goes on to say this. He says, for the, uh, let's see, uh, verse 5, he says, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity or is against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can it be. So then they that are after the flesh cannot please God. Now look at this, look at verse we uh, put verse six up from the amplified in there, if you would. Romans eight verse six <clears throat> from the amplified. Now listen to this. He says, "Now the mind of the flesh, now listen to how it describes the flesh, the mind of the flesh which is sense and reason without the Holy Spirit." So the flesh is is 100% sense and reason without any help from the Holy Spirit. That's the flesh. We're talking about, this whole year we've been talking about the supernatural. We've been talking about involving God in everything we do. Well here he says that the flesh is defined as, as sense and reason without the Holy Spirit. And what does it lead to? It says it is death. If you try to live your life without the Holy Spirit, it's going to lead you straight into death, straight into destruction. If you live your life with the Holy Spirit, he goes on to say this, he says, death that that comprises all the miseries arising from sin both here and thereafter, but the mind of the Holy Spirit is life and peace both now and forever. So when you live without the Holy Spirit, you're going to find that it leads to death. When you involve the Holy Spirit, it will lead you to life. How will it lead you to life? The, Jesus said that when the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us, He speaks to us things that Jesus shows Him. And when, and when the Holy Spirit speaks to us things that Jesus shows Him, He'll show us even things to come in our lives. So we'll be prepared for Him. So, so that we'll know... You know there shouldn't be anything that takes us by surprise. Now we may not know every detail. I mean, we may not know you know all the all the, you know every single detail. But but we if if we're in tune with the Spirit of God, He will prepare us and have us prepared for what's going to happen tomorrow. Amen. You know, uh, uh, Paul in Corinthians there. He he was talking to one of the churches. I think it was Macedonia, and he he was telling them about a uh, there was there was a prophet that stood up and and prophesied about a coming uh, a coming drought, a coming famine, and and that church. Now listen to this. He told him. He said this famine's coming, and it's going to last so many years, and and you know, and it's going to be a bad you know, it's going to be really bad that that church when they heard that they took, they started receiving an offering and they sent money to that area where that prophet said that that fast was going to or that famine was going to happen and you know what that famine is never again mentioned in the word now that's interesting now history tells us. You go back and study history and study the, you know, the, the writings of history. That famine happened, but it wasn't as severe as it could have been because because the because God had the church prepared for it and they were able to send an offering, send things to help that city, to help that area, to where that famine wasn't as bad as it could have been. That was the Holy Spirit showing them things to come. Listen, man. I love Mark Angus. He, Mark Angus says this. He says, he says the Holy Spirit will make you look like a genius. Amen. If you learn to listen to Him, He'll make you look like a genius. <laughs> Why? Because you'll know things. He'll show you things. You'll be prepared for it. When everybody else, it takes them totally by surprise. You'll be prepared for it. Well, now, Pastor, how can that happen? Because we hear the voice of our Savior. Amen. We hear the voice of our Shepherd. Well, now, I just don't... I just don't think that's that's what all that means well then you can go without hearing him I mean you know just because you don't believe it don't mean it's not true if the word says it then it's true whether you believe it or not the choice is what what do we say the biggest one of our biggest things that we have to do is to believe so your choice is to believe it or not to believe it and if you believe it, you can partner with him. If you don't believe it, you can, you can be part of the flesh. and you can do things without the Holy Spirit, and it's going to lead to not such good things. You know Because so many, times, so many times we, we find ourselves uh, wanting just to, wanting God just to do something for us. But what you'll find is this. God doesn't want to just do something for us, he wants to do something with us. Yes, he wants us to partner with him. He wants us he you know the Bible says that we are co-laborers with God. Now, what would you what would you think if you were if you had a coworker and you guys were supposed to be working on a project, working on something together and he never said one word to you? There was no communication whatsoever. That would kind of be that would kind of be hard, wouldn't it? If you're a coworker, if you're if you have equal responsibilities and you're supposed to be working together, you would expect expect them to to pull their share. And if they never said anything and never gave you any help and never did anything for you, then you know somebody would be raising their hand or going to the boss saying, "Hey, you're going to, have to do something here because this is not right. This is not fair." Well, when he calls us co-laborers, then guess what? He is laboring with us. He it didn't say that he's going to. It's just like the Bible said when when the when the when Jesus described uh, the Holy Spirit as our helper, He didn't say that the Holy Spirit is our doer. He said He's our helper. What does that mean? If and. You know, we've used this analogy a lot, but, but if I ask, if, if I ask uh, Noah or Thomas one to come up and help me move this this platform or this podium, then, you know, if, if I say, can you come help me do this, then, then I, you know, I wouldn't expect them to do it all by themselves. If I say, will you help me, then I'm going to grab one side, they're going to grab the other, and we're going to do it together. Now, if I told them, will you move that for me, then I would expect them to grab it and move it themselves. But if I said, "If you, will you help me, then we're going to do it together. And God has called us to be co-laborers with Him, and if we're co-laboring with Him, we have to be able to hear Him and understand what He wants. Yeah. Jesus, Jesus said it there three or four times in John 10 and John 16, that He said that my sheep hear my voice. And the voice of a stranger, they will not follow. Let's look at a couple—just a couple—Old Testament examples of this. Look in Jeremiah, or actually, let's go to Isaiah first. Isaiah 30, and I'm just going to read these real quick, and we're going to—we're we're about finished this morning. Isaiah 30, verse 21. Isaiah 30:21. The prophet Isaiah said this, And then thine ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, This is the way, walk ye in it, when you turn to the right hand and when you turn to the left. Man, what a, what a scripture that tells us that, that he's prophesying about it, the time to come, and he says, he says, you'll hear a voice behind you saying, Turn to the right hand or turn to the left. Go this way, walk ye in it. Praise God. He's there to help us to help us go the right way. Amen? Turn to Jeremiah. Now, a couple of these are pretty familiar to you. Jeremiah, we'll stop in chapter 10 first. Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 23. And just, uh, if you put that up in the Amplified Tashmere for me. Jeremiah 10, 20, uh, ten twenty-three. He says this, O oh Lord... Please, Jeremiah, in the name of the people, I know that the determination of the way of a man is not in himself. It is not in man, even in a strong man, or at a man in his best to direct his own steps. So you know what? Jeremiah was crying out to the Lord. He said, God, I know that even in my best day, I can't figure this out on my own. I need your help. He said, a strong man or a man at his best... It's not even in him to direct his own steps. And it, Jeremiah knew, and, and how many of us would raise our hand? You don't have to, but, but we, would, we would probably all raise our hand and say, I know, I've, I've tried to do things my own way many times, and it's led me to some bad places. You know, I need God's help in my life. That's what Jeremiah was saying. Flip over to Jeremiah 29. Jeremiah 29 and verse 11 through 13. Now here's one of the keys, how do you, how do you hear, um, and we'll pick up more on this next week, but this is one of the first keys about how, you know, how, do, you, how do you get to where you can hear from God. Listen to what Jeremiah said here in uh, 29 verse 11. He says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. One translation says a future and a hope. Amen. I like that. But verse 12, he goes on to say this, Then shall you call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. But look at verse 13. He says this, And you shall seek me and find me, when you shall search for me with with all of your heart. The, uh, the message translation, uh, put the message up in verse 13 there. The message translation says this, When you come looking for me, you'll find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else. When you get serious about hearing from God, you'll be able to hear Him. When you want to hear Him more than anything else. You know, what does that mean, Pastor? That means turning the TV off. That means putting magazines down or putting our hobbies down for a little bit. I'm so hungry for God that I'll do whatever it takes to hear His voice. Amen. I'll spend more time with Him. I'll do this. I'll do that. I, you know, and whatever it takes, I'm going to do. I'm going to search for Him with my whole heart. And He said, "When you search for Me with your whole heart, then you'll find Me." That's a good place to start. Amen. Jeremiah 33, verse three and four, and we're gonna we'll finish up with this. Jeremiah 33, verse 3 and 4. He says, Call unto me, and I will answer you, and show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not. For thus saith the Lord God, the God of Israel, concerning the houses of the city, concerning the houses of the kings of Judah, which are thrown down by the, mount, or by the, by the mounts and by the swords. So verse 3 was what I was looking at. I wrote 3 and 4 down. But, but look, at, uh, look at verse 3 from the Amplified there. Put verse 3 up from the Amplified. He says, This call to me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things fenced in and hidden, which you do not know, do not distinguish, and recognize, or have knowledge of, or understand. There, God has things fenced in and hidden for you, just waiting for you to hear His voice so He can tell you the, the direction to go. You think it's important to hear the voice of God? I mean, look, all those scriptures we've talked about today, I mean, look how many of those scriptures talks about when you hear my voice, when you, my sheep hear my voice, if you'll listen to me, if you'll, you know, you'll hear a voice saying, go this way, go that way, this scripture said that that God has things fenced in and hidden, just waiting for you to call out to God so He can give you direction to go get it. Pastor, how do I do that? Well, you seek, you seek Him with your whole heart more than, you, more than anything else. You know, the, the, I said this the other day, uh, that, that one of the greatest currencies, I believe, that, that, we, that we have to access the things of God is time. Because you see, when we get in eternity, time won't matter. It's kind of like money. Money won't matter in eternity. We'll be walking on streets of gold. Our our foundations are going to be the the most beautiful uh, 12 layers of, of precious stones that you could imagine. That's what we're going to be living on. So in this life, time... When when we when we get serious about God, we will take the time to dig into His Word, to spend time in prayer, to fellowship with Him, just time to listen to Him. And you know what? You know it's one of those things like when when somebody buys you a gift, and um, you know somebody gets you a gift, and and you know you know that it costs a couple bucks. I mean, you know, that's great. I'm I'm glad they thought about me, but you know, you don't really think that much about it. You know, you appreciate it and you're glad they did that. But what if somebody, what if somebody came and, and is, you know, they gave you a, they gave you a box or something and you open the box up and, and, and you pulled a set of keys out to a brand new car. Well, all of a sudden that, 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 the value of that gift went up substantially. It's not just a, a $20 gift card to your favorite restaurant. It's a, $50,000 vehicle. Wow, man. I mean, then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you know, that you know, that 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 gift becomes that much more precious because of the value of it, right? Well, I believe when we when God sees that we will take the time to get to know him, the time to be in—you know—the time to study and the time to pray, the time to be in his presence, and just to listen to him. I believe that—that that is just as precious to him as anything that we could give him. Yeah. He looks at that and says, "Wow, they—that is a precious gift to them. They took time to spend in my presence. They took time to listen to me." Yeah. So, man, let's let's pour some blessing. Let's show them. Let's show them where all that hidden stuff is you know let's direct them to go down this way and then run right into all the blessings amen there's benefits listen there's benefits to 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 trusting god and spending time in his presence he's not listen he's not a uh god is not a respecter of persons in other words it's available to everybody Everybody in this room today, everybody that's listening, you, every one of us, We each one of us can hear the voice of God. The question is, will we take the time to do it? It's not a question of, of will God speak to me? It's a question of will I will I get quiet enough to where I can hear Him speak? You know, it's not a question of if God speaks. It's a question of, are we willing to to get in a place where we can hear him because because like i said the thing i want you to take away from today as we start talking about this the next couple of weeks is you can hear god's voice you can be led by the holy spirit you can hear him when he speaks to you now like i said that doesn't mean that everybody's going to hear an audible voice but that does mean what that does mean is that each one of us we hear him in a in a bunch of different ways and we're going to look at that we're going to start exploring some of the ways that God speaks and 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 I promise you I, if you will if you will invest time in this I promise you you will start realizing man God God has been speaking to me my whole life and I didn't even know it I just didn't recognize it I didn't know that it was him you know, I always always wondered how how you know where this thought came from or where or where that impression came from. I didn't know, but but God is speaking to me, and He will speak to you, and He wants to speak to you. The question is, are we going to listen? You know, are we going to take the time? Are we gonna are we gonna invest the time and the the you know put ourselves in a position to where we can hear from it? Amen. Let's bow our heads. that's, we'll, we'll, that's a good place to to stop right there for today, I believe. Hallelujah. You know, one of the one of the the surest ways that I can guarantee that everybody in here can hear from God is this. If you if you are a Christian, if you've ever given your life to him, you've heard him. The Bible says he calls us. He that that he that he you know that he'll call us to himself. So if you've ever given your heart to Him, then, then that shows that you can hear from God. And one of the, ways that, that one of the best ways to open up uh, that relationship with Him is to give your life to God. If you're here today and you've never accepted Jesus as your Savior, you don't know Him, and you say, Pastor, I'm, I'm not a Christian, I've never, I've never given my life to Him, then I want you to hear Him today saying, today is the best day that you'll ever have to give your life to Him. Because there's there's no greater there's no greater prize than you can have than knowing Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. He loves you. We sang about that love this morning. There's nothing like the love of God. So is there anyone here today just if you would raise your hand and say, Pastor, I'm not a Christian. I don't know Jesus, I don't know I don't know him as my Savior, but I would love to get to know him and to be able to hear him more. Anybody else just say that you're not a Christian, that you've never given your life to Jesus? well, then, then everybody in here, y'all can look up at me, uh, then, then if, if I'm going to assume that we're all Christians being nobody raised their hands. And so, so, congratulations, you have heard God. You know, you've heard Him. He's called you. At some point in your life, He called you and you answered that call. Yes. And you said, yes, I want, I, want to be, I want you to be my Lord and Savior. So that right there proves that everybody in here can hear the voice of God. So this week... What I want you to do is this, I want you to be, I want as you pray and as you spend time with Him, I want you to, as you open up the Word, thank Him for speaking to you, you know, say Lord, thank you for speaking to me, thank you that I hear your voice through your Word. As you pray, just, you know, as, you, as you're praying, just say Lord, thank you that as I pray that you speak to me and I hear your voice and I, and I understand what you're saying to me. And then just be aware of him, of him giving you those impressions, giving you that still, small voice, showing you things to come. And, and one of the ways that you become more proficient in it is you recognize that it's happening. In other words, you say, Thank you, Lord, for speaking that. Thank you for showing me that. Thank you for revealing that to me. Thank you, you, know, thank you for, for showing me that. And the more, the more thankful you are for the things He does for you, the more you'll recognize it. Amen. It's like a snowball effect. The more you know, the more you see it. The more the, re, the more you recognize it. The more you realize that it's even more around you. Amen. Amen. So so this week I want to encourage you: go and, and be looking for for ways that God is speaking to you. And in the next couple of weeks, we're going to look at the different ways. And and listen, there's hundreds of ways that God can can speak to you. There's not just one or two or three ways. I mean, there's every one of us. God speaks to every one of us. ...to where we can understand Him. So He speaks to every one of us different. Some of us the same way, but some of us a lot different than others. And so, so with the Holy Spirit's help, He's going to show you those things... ...and you're going to realize, man, I can hear from God. And God can show me things, and God can lead me in these areas... And because of that, then I can be a success in whatever I do because I've got, I'm partnering with God. I'm co-laboring with God in this journey, and He is revealing things to me and showing me the path and showing me the way I need to go. And because of that, I'm blessed. Amen. That's a great thing. Amen. Amen. Well, let me pray for you. And then remember tonight, we've got prayer tonight at 6, uh, regular service Wednesday at 7. And um, so if you can make those, you'll be, you'll be blessed. So let's pray, and we'll dismiss. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for uh, the Word this morning. Father, I thank you that I can hear your voice. I thank you, Lord, that your Word says that, that the sheep know their shepherd's voice. And Lord, today I recognize and I confess, Lord, I know your voice. And I hear your voice, and I'm led by your voice. So I thank you for that. Thank you, Lord, this week that we will hear you and see you and, and recognize that, that you're speaking to us in all kinds of different ways, Father. So we, we just we go ahead and say thank you for revealing that to us and that, thank you that we're going to recognize that this week. So we thank you, we bless you, we pray for a great afternoon, Lord. In Jesus' name, we thank you for that. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. You're dismissed. inside me yeah.